Better? Better? Huh? Just use my usual voice. Okay. <laughs> uh, now that I've lost my train of thought. See, I, that's the way it is when you get old sometimes. I think you, you, you know what you're going to do, and then somebody comes along and asks you a question, and everything just goes out the window. Uh, this is a, a little continuation, I guess, of what the preacher was uh, talking about this morning in the morning service. Uh, I, I did, after the service, I told him he did skip around some, but he would probably see a lot more of that tonight. Uh, uh, but it, what, what he did, and I've been studying, is, uh, is air and uh, uh, God's promise. And uh, this is this is a, a fantastic. This is just the uh, the the video, I guess. But the book uh, is a fantastic book. It, it's a twelve session thing, and I'm not pushing anybody. I don't know. It's, it's kind of expensive for the for the book and the thing. It's about forty bucks, something like that. Uh, but it is really good. Uh, I've I've read all twelve lessons and. Uh, God's shown me some things through there. Uh, how I got picked for this one, I don't know. And how I got picked, I don't know. But I'm going to have to find out and get that fixed. Uh, but uh, Romans 8, verse 17, and this is God's promise, one of God's promises to us. The Bible is full of promises from God. We, we fail to heed them a lot of times or take those promises and, and go to the bank with them. And that's what we need to do. God, God's, he, he, he just promises so much. He's so good to us anyway. Uh, even, even when we don't pay him much attention, he, he is really good to us. Uh, he, he, it, it, you can't, I can't put in words the love of God. It's just truly beyond uh, our comprehension as humans how much God really loves us. Uh, but Romans 8.17 says we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. And uh, that's very important. Uh, other places it talks about us being children of God. How do you get to be an heir? And I'm asking a question. I want to answer. Yeah. Okay. So then when you do that, what are you? Besides being an heir, you're a child of God. So once we become a, a child of God, once we accept Christ into our heart, and we try to, our best, in our best effort to live for Christ, then we are heirs of the promises. Uh, the pastor said this morning, and, and I don't want to disagree with him because in our usual concept to uh, when we talk about an inheritance, uh, usually somebody has to die. Uh, but I will remind the pastor of the, of the prodigal son. Uh, he, got his, he got his inheritance from his father. He wasn't satisfied with his life at that time. So he went to the father and said, hey, Pop, how about giving me my stuff now? I got some business I want to do down the road somewhere. 
So his father, being a loving father that he was, he gave him his inheritance. So uh, we, we don't have to wait for somebody to die to get the inheritance. It's there for us to claim. Uh, I may be getting a little ahead of myself, uh, but we have to reach out and take it. Uh, other scripture I want to read here is out of Joshua, the first chapter. Uh, it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, uh, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, the Israelites. I, I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will be extended. Uh, your territory will be extended from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river to Euphrates, to the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to, the, to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the laws my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn, do not turn it to the left, to the right, or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the laws always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do whatever is written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now this is, these are... Uh, of course, you know, the first time when Moses was there, he sent the spies in, and they came back with the report that the, the people in the land were, were giants. Uh, so the Israelites, uh, they got a good report from a couple of spies. The rest of them said, no, we can't handle it. The people are just too big. They're too, too big and too numerous. We can't take it. So they didn't trust God to fulfill his promise. God had promised the land to Moses. So they had to wander for 40 years in the wilderness because they refused to be obedient to God. I wonder sometimes uh, how long I've had to wonder because I didn't, wasn't obedient to God. And I think the preacher hit on it some this morning also. When we, we, we do things sometimes that we think are, are right and we're heading in the right way. Excuse me. When I when my I get I get teared up and then my nose starts running. I apologize, but I can't do anything about it. That's just the way it is. Uh, we we uh, there you go. See there, my mind went. See, I, I need something to flip back. I get rewind. Uh, what was I saying? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. There you go. We, we, uh, we, we, I use an analogy I used to do when I used to teach Sunday school class. Uh, you know, we, we say we pray about things sometimes. And I'm getting a little off here like the preacher did this morning. But I, sometimes we, we say we pray about things. In essence, we've already got our mind made up what we're going to do. 
I go looking for a truck, and I see a nice red truck, and then I say, well, I'm going to have to pray about that thing. But see, I go home, and I go through the motions. Lord, I'd like to have that truck. Could, could you help me see a way where I can get that truck? And I've already made up my mind that I'm going to get that red truck. So I'm going to maneuver and do anything I can to get that red truck. And then I can say, if somebody asks me, I say, you know, if things don't start going well, and I and they say, well, you know, you, did you pray about that truck? It turned out to be a lemon, didn't it? Well, well, yeah, I did. I, I did tell God I wanted a red truck. But did I really pray about it and see if that's really the truck he wanted me to have? Not so sure. So we, we have to be careful about that. And I'm, I'm, get, I'm going to get back on the, the air stuff here now. Uh, I got a little story here I'd like to read or talk to you about. Uh, it says, a 62-year-old body of Timothy Henry Gregg Gray was found under an over, over, uh, under a Wyoming overpass uh, two days after Christmas in 2012. There was no sign of foul play, no indication of a crime or mischief, a homeless cowboy who had died of hypothermia. Gray was a victim of bad luck, bad breaks, except for this one detail. He stood to inherit millions of dollars. Gray's great-grandfather was a wealthy copper miner and a railroad builder. When he died, he passed his fortune along to his, to his daughter, uh, who lived to, she died in 2012 at the age of 104. Her, she left a $300 million fortune. At the time of Gray's death, the, the execution of the will was tied up in court. As things turned out, the man found dead under the railroad overpass wasn't poor after all. He had been worth $19 million. How does the heir to a fortune die like a pauper? Surely... Timothy Gray knew his family's history. Was he in touch with his uh, great aunt? Did it, did it even occur to him to investigate a potential inheritance? It would occur to me, and most of us, I think, would agree. We, we, you know, if we knew it, uh, I used to. I, I was told one time I had a, a, a rich uncle, but when he passed, I didn't get anything. Uh, so I'm not so sure he was really rich or, you know, it was just uh, somebody's opinion. Uh, I would camp out on the doorsteps of my dear aunt's house. I would turn over every, over every stone and, and read every document. Wouldn't you? We'd make it our, our aim to excess our inheritance. Wouldn't we? W would you not do that? But do we? Do we seek out God's promises? That's our inheritance. As we're children of God, that is our inheritance. Uh, and, and again, uh, I, I, 
when you think about the living out of, living out of your inheritance, uh, I think about uh, England and the Queen and her family. I, I, I know a little bit, but I don't know a whole lot. Okay, uh, but they don't. Most of the, the immediate family don't work. Now they go around with pomp and fly and do all the things rich folks do, I guess. But uh, they don't work. So how do they live? They get the inheritance. They live off the queen. The queen, they get paid. The royal family gets paid to be the royal family. And that's a cushy job there. Uh, so, but they live off of that money. That is the inheritance that they're living off of. So they're still living off of that even though their people are alive. Nobody had to die for them to, to spend that money. They're, they're getting that money and using it uh, now, enjoying whatever they do and the crumpets and the chips and all that stuff, whatever they do over in England. Uh, but do we actually and really try to seek out the promises of God? Let's, let's talk about our promise. Glittering in the jewel box of God's promises to us is a guarantee of, your, of our inheritance you are an heir, an heir of God and co-heir with Christ. You, are, you aren't merely a slave, servant, or saint of God. No, you are a child of God. You have legal rights. Uh, you have legal rights to the family, business, and fortunes of heaven. The law will, let's see, the will has been executed. The courts have, satisf have been satisfied. The spiritual uh, account has been funded. Uh, he, has, he, has, uh, he has blessed you with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly place in Christ. You have everything you need to be everything God desires. See, when God saves us, he endows us with stuff. He is there. We we have to take hold of it. it you know, it, I don't get too far ahead of myself. Uh, need more. Uh, let's see. Everything. Divine resources have been deposited in you. Need more patience. It's yours. Need more joy. Ask for it. Running low on wisdom, God has plenty. Your father is rich. Yours, O oh Lord, is the greatness, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the, and the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on earth is yours, O oh Lord, and this is your kingdom. You, we adore you as the one who is over all things. That's uh, First Chronicles uh, 29, verse 11. You will never exhaust his resources. I wonder about my kids and grandkids sometime about my resources. Uh, but I love them and, and I try to help them. But sometimes I, I wonder who's going first, me or the money. But uh, let's see here. What was that? Uh, 
My eyes start watering, my nose starts running, I can't see a thing. Uh, okay. Uh, Y'all want, I, I apologize for, you will never exhaust his resources. At no time does he wave you away. Uh, your prayers, never wave away your prayers, would come back tomorrow. I'm tired, weary, depleted. God never sends us away. He doesn't always answer the prayer as soon as we want it. And it's not always, not always the answer we want. But God knows what's best for us. We can only see right here. God sees all out here. Uh, God is affluent, wealthy in love, abundant in hope, overflowing in wisdom. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what, glory, what God has prepared for those who love him. That's 1 Corinthians uh, 2, 9. Your imag our imagination is too timid to understand God's dream for you. He stands with you on the eastern side of the Jordan River. He gestures, gestures to the, to the uh, expansion of Canaan. And he tells you what he told Joshua. Be strong. Be of good courage. For this is your inheritance. And I'm the first one to admit that when you're going through struggles in life, it's hard to grab a hope to those promises sometimes. Because we let doubt come into our minds. We start, and, and that's, a, that's a, the biggest trick of the devil, the biggest lie of the devil, is to get us to start doubting God and his promises. If he can ever get that wedge in there and get you to start doubting, then you start wondering about everything with God. But God is trustworthy. God is true. What God says, God will do. Uh, people of the promise believe in the abundance of supernatural resources. Uh, are we not prone to, to depletion? We, well, let me get on over here before I get too ahead of myself again. Uh, often you find yourself thinking, I'm out of solutions, uh, or there's no way uh, this will work, or I can't fix this. Sometimes the woes of life overcome us, and we think that nothing is going right. You ever had days like that? Sometimes it goes on for more than days. Sometimes it can go on for weeks and months when everything you touch just seems to go wrong. No matter how hard you try, nothing turns out right. But we have to keep our trust in God. Uh, the chromies of this of uh, dismay, gloom, and dejection have no answer for the promise of inheritance. Tell them, my Lord will help me. Strength is on the way. 
The gauge may be bouncing on empty, but I am not, but I will not run out of fuel. My father will not allow it. I am a child of the living and get, and loving God, and he will help me. can't read my own notes here. Uh, the resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, grave-tending uh, life. It is, it is adventurous expectations greeting God with a childlike, what's next, Pop? God's spirit uh, touches our spirit and, and confirms who we really are. We know who he is. And we know, and he know, and we know who we are. He knows who we, who he is, and we know who we are, father and child. And he knows we're going to get what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. Uh, to Timothy Gray, we would have said, Mister Gray, you are you are a descendant of wealth an heir to a fortune. Get out from under that bridge and make your request. To us, the angels want to say, hey, Jimmy, yeah, you with the rotten attitude, you are an heir, of, 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 you are an heir to the joy of Christ. Why not ask, uh, wait a minute, I don't got my lines mixed up. You are an heir to the joy of Christ. Why not ask God to help you? And you, Mr. Uh, without a clue, aren't you an heir to God's storehouse of knowledge, of wisdom? Solicit some guidance, why don't you? Miss Worrywart, why do you let your, let your fears steal your sleep? Jesus has abundant, abundant grace. Are you too, uh, are you, you, are you, not a beneficiary of God's trust fund for put in your request. Understand your place in the family. You come to God not as a stranger, but as an heir to the promise. You approach God's throne not as an, as an interloper, but as a child in whom the Spirit of God dwells. One of the most... Uh, Famous stories in the Bible has to do with inheritance. Uh, the Jews had had uh, had just had just been delivered from the Egypt, Egyptian captivity. God led them and Moses to the edge of the promised land and made uh, this offer. The Lord the Lord said to Moses, "Send some men to explore the, the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. From each ancestral tribe, send one of the leaders." God did not tell the Israelites to conquer, take, invade, subject, or secure the land. He told them he was giving it to them. <clears throat> Their choice was clear, promise or circumstance. The circumstances said no, uh, no way. Lord have mercy. The circumstance says no way, stay out. There are giants in the land. God's promise said, the land is yours. The victory is yours. Take it. All they had to do was trust his promise. Despite the circumstances and received the gift, 
but they didn't. And it had a bad, they made a bad decision. And for 40 years, they had to wander through the desert. God, God left them to wander in the wilderness for a generation until a new breed of followers surfaced. Joshua was the leader of the generation of that generation. Upon the death of Moses, God reissued the promise land, promised land offer. After the death of Moses, the Lord, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to, to Joshua, son of Nun, uh, Moses aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to, to cross the Jordan River into the land. I'm about to give to them, the Israelites. I will I will give you every place where your feet where your feet as I promise I will give you every place where you set your feet as I promised Moses. We typically think of Joshua as taking the land. It's more precise to think of Joshua as taking God at his word. Joshua took the uh, Joshua took the land to be sure, but he did so because he, he, uh, he trusted God's promises. The great accomplishments of the Hebrew people was this. They lived out of their inheritance. In fact, the story ends with this declaration. Then Joshua dismissed the people, each to their own inheritance. And that's chapter 24, verse 28 in Joshua. Is that to say that they had that they had no challenges? The book of Joshua makes it clear that they did. The Jordan River was wide, the Jericho, Jericho walls were high. The evil inhabitants of Canaan were not giving up without a fight. Still, Joshua led the, the Hebrews to cross the river, bringing down the walls of Jericho and defeat the 31 enemy kings. Everyone he faced, every time he faced a challenge, he did so with faith because he trusted his inheritance. What if we did the same? Standing before you is a Jericho, Jericho wall of fear, brick upon brick of anxiety and dread. It's a stronghold. It keeps you out of Canaan. Circumstances say covered cover to your fear your inheritance says otherwise you're a child of God his perfect love cast out fear move forward choose your inheritance owning you are the kings kings of confusion thanks to them uh, you're Struggling with, with your identity and destiny, you bought the lie that life has no uh, absolute or purpose. Then you remember your inheritance, truth, guidance from God, his word to instruct you. Choose your inheritance. Is that to say that all your challenges will dis disappear? They didn't for Joshua. He thought he fought for seven years, but, uh, but he knew more victory than defeat. So you can. It comes down to a simple decision 
to believe and receive your, your, your position as an heir of God and co-heir uh, co with Christ. Excuse me. In this world, in this world, we're like Jesus. We aren't slaves or distant relatives. Our inheritance is every bit as abundant as that of Jesus himself. What he receives, <clears throat> we receive. I got about another 10 pages. Uh, not really. I could, but I won't. Uh, the inheritance is there. But to claim it, you must be a child of God. Uh, and we have to reach out. Uh, I, know, I know there's times when God does things uh, for us. When, when, when we're, uh, when we're uh, so deep in troubles and woes, that we don't know or we don't think what we need to be praying about. We, we, we're just so confused, if you will. Uh, God, through the Holy Spirit, knows how we should pray and what we should pray. And the Holy Spirit intercedes or, or prays for us, if you will, paraphrase. Uh, but other times we we have to actually we have to ask God for that promise. We can read it and it's ours, but we have to claim it. Uh, you know these old bubblegum machines used to get used to have the speckle balls and stuff in them. Uh, somebody over here, uh -huh, they must have played a lot of them. But you have to put the money in there and turn the handle to get the ball out. Now, I'm not saying God is a speckle ball machine that you can put something in, turn it, and God will give you something. But sometimes we have to do something similar to that. We, we have to ask God to, to help me grab hold and hold on to this promise. Uh, this, the, the promise to be co-heirs co with Jesus is, is, is to me is one of the, the greatest promises. Another one is that lo, I'll be with you to the end. I'll never leave or forsake you. You know, uh, there's, there's numerous other promises in the Bible, numerous other promises. Uh, but God will be there for us if we just depend on him and trust him. Sometimes we we uh, we get th we get to thinking we can do things on our own, and I, I'm honestly I'm, I'm gonna let you go. I, I'm not gonna get too deep here. Uh, we we just we just have to let go and let God have control. We can't always be in. We have to you know that old commercial. Uh, what was it? Uh, take the bus and leave the driving to us. Okay. Sometimes we have to get in the back seat and let God drive. And sometimes we don't want to do that. I don't know how ladies are. Men are men are very uh, this man. 
is it, very adamant. I like to be in control that the preacher was talking about. I like to be that way. Uh, you don't ever see me, if you see Glenda driving and me in the car, you know I'm in such bad shape that I cannot drive. <laughs> now, she drives pretty good, but she tears my nerves up. Uh, but uh, we, we have to, she's not in here, so I can say that. She's not in here, is she? <laughs> Well, I'm sure somebody will. Peggy's already, she'll probably beat you to it. But, but sometimes we, 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 have to, we have to let God take control and, and just claim the promise on the promise. Now, that doesn't mean, like, like I said, that Joshua still had issues. Everything didn't go perfect for them. Everything, it may go perfect for us, but it may not. And we, we can't just give up on God when things, when the wheels start, we, we think the wheels are coming off. Again, God knows what's best for us sometimes. Uh, we may have to go through a little hardship, a little disappointment, but on the other side, when we come out, we see that it was better for us in the long run. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done here now, I guess, because I, I, I wasn't planning on talking this long. Uh, and I apologize for, for going over. But we, we just need to grab a hold to God and, and hold on. Uh, I hate to use the phrase, you know, you grab a tiger by the tail and you can't let go. Well, we need to grab a hold to God and don't let go. The world is trying to beat us to death, folks. I'm telling you, they're doing everything that the world can do. The devil is busy, 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 busy. We talked a little bit about it. Oh, I did in Sunday school this morning. They're they showing things on TV about these cults. But they, the way the movies are or the documentaries is they do it as if it's a religious thing. And it's a religious cult, I understand that. But that's not the way religion is. Uh, but that's what people in the world are seeing. That's what our young people are seeing. And they think all churches are like that or every, every denomination is like that. We, we need to be busy about getting things back like they're supposed to be. We, 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 again, in Sunday school, we talked about, uh, about that this morning, that how things have slipped. Uh, the church has kind of stood over here to the side and twiddled its thumbs saying, well, God will take care of it. God will take care of it. God will take care of it. Well, God's dependent on us to, to help take care of it. And we, we've gone so far now, I, I honestly worry it, it won't come back in, in my lifetime. I, I'm pretty sure that won't happen. But hopefully we can elect people in office that, that's, that understand who God is and what God is. He, he's not a Santa Claus, he, 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 but he promises us good life. And he promises he'll always be with us and never forsake us. What more could we want than have a friend in God who looks out for us? With that, I'm going I'm to close in prayer. Dear Lord, our Heavenly Father, we are thankful for this Sunday, Lord. We're thankful for this day that you've given us, Lord, uh, this time to come into your house and gather ourselves together with, with with light believers, Lord. We just thank you for the privilege, the privilege to serve you. We just pray, Lord, that you'll help us 
to be what you'd have us to be, Lord. Help us to reach out, Lord, and, and claim your promises, Lord. Help us to give the devil a black eye, Lord. Help us to be what you'd have us to be. Help us to do what you'd have us to do. Give us the ability to see what you want us to do, Lord. And inspire us, Lord. We just pray that you'll just continue to strengthen us and guide us and use us. We just ask these things in Jesus' name. We just ask that you be with everyone as they go home this evening, Lord. We just pray for your traveling mercy, Lord. Just be with us through the coming week. Just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Great job. Great job. Let's stand for dismissal. Make sure that you do tell Jimmy that he did a great job. Uh, you know, I think it was wonderful. Uh, you know, remember, uh, you know, the announcements that we have. Um, we have work day Saturday beginning at 9 o'clock. Okay, so everybody that is able, uh, 9 o'clock on Saturday, we have the work day. Last Sunday of this month, on March the 31st, is indoor camp meeting. Uh, that is going to start on that Sunday night, and it will run through that Wednesday, okay? Uh, Sunday night services at 6 o'clock. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday services is at 7 o'clock. Uh, Sunday evening service, we're going to have a combined choir uh, with all the churches in the zone. So come and let's, uh, you know, be ready for God to... Uh, to visit and to minister to our hearts and our souls, uh, you know, for indoor camp meeting. All right, let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today and for all that you have done. God, I pray that your face would shine upon us and that your blessings from heaven will be poured out on each person that is here. In Jesus' name, amen.